Matthias, let's just take a second to talk about our Patreon channel. Obviously, a lot of people love the show, and we get a lot of messages from people asking us how to uh, support us and help us grow the podcast. Now, Patreon is obviously, without doubt, the best way to do it. It really helps us grow the show, helps us pay people who help us out, helps us you know, keep shining the job, the, the editor behind the scenes. Um, why do you, want to, do you want to just let people know what they get, some of the perks? Yeah, I mean, we offer so many interesting extra things for Patreons. So we, we have a bonus episode, um, we do Q&As, and we're also looking into other ways of like getting um, our Patreon supporters special access to some of my um, very deep and fantastic knowledge and such things. Yeah, you're wanting to introduce some, uh, not one-on-one, but small small group lectures on specific subjects, which I think would be amazing. Patrons would absolutely love that. I would absolutely love that. You know, half an hour topic of you just ranting without me interrupting on a subject <laughs> has to be has to be perfect. You know, who's not going to, to love that? Yeah, yeah. Like things, you know, we talk about on the podcast, maybe like we mentioned something about Viking ships or something that has to do with the mythology and, and people want to know more about that. And then we can like dig deep into that for like 30 minutes in a, in, in a short lecture. I think a lot of people would find that very interesting. Yeah. And I mean, let's not forget anybody who signs up to the Patreon at any level is going to get a bonus episode every week. Um, it's either going to be the story time episode that we do with Jonas Lorenzen which you have to agree with is, is one of the funniest times you must have all week. It is brilliant. He does. It is amazing. Good job. <laughs> I love yeah. it. <laughs> it is. And then the other, the other episode, we're still undecided hundred percent on what it, it's going to be, but it looks like it's going to be a conversational type episode where me and Mateus just get a little bit more personal about ourselves, but also we're going to get, let people have the chance to ask questions, Q and a, whether it's about the podcast or about us. And um, you're going to be able to put your question to us through Patreon then we're going to have a, a little bonus episode where we explore those and people get a little bit more interactive with those, which I think would be fun for the, for the fans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I, I, I feel like I'm seeing with our audience is that they really like to be interactive with us. So we're trying to offer as many opportunities on our platform to do that outside of social media otherwise because that, that can get a little little much sometimes <laughs> yeah there we go i mean honestly if you just jump over to uh patreon forward slash naughty mythology podcast you can have a look at all the different tiers we've got there they start from five dollars up to twenty dollars and you can cancel at any point you can try it out for a month listen to the old episodes listen to the old story time episodes cancel if you don't enjoy it and and there we go, but we were more than sure confident that you'll uh, you'll like what you hear. Welcome to the Nordic Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farrand, owner of the company Horns Odin, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Matthias Nordvik. Hello, everybody. We're joined this time by Katrina Stienbeck from uh, the band Kalandra. Welcome to the show, Katrina. Thank you so much for having me. Hello. Um, so, yeah, I, so I'm recording from, from Oslo for the first time out of my my own little studio so for the first time ever i get to hold a microphone in my hand like i'm really cool which i've been wanting to do for the last 117 episodes um i feel yeah feels good 
And I also brought Usher with me. So anybody who's watching this on YouTube after or is is listening, um, if you haven't listened to the episodes about Usher, apparently he's a thing now. And I have somebody sent me a CD and he's my he's my spirit animal. I brought him to Oslo and he's gonna to come to every every recording I need to do. So nice. There, there we go. Um, I'm in I'm in Oslo too. Oh, nice. That makes two of us. Mateus, you're the odd one out. Yeah, just stuck in the Rocky Mountains. The, the, the more I come here, the more I enjoy it. I like it here. You going to move there? Possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what will happen? Um, <laughs> all right. Should we, should we jump into to your music? Because I've really enjoyed the day listening to your back catalogue. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been good fun. Thank you. So do you want, do you want to tell us, I know you wanted to start with maybe by telling us a little bit about you and who you are. Yeah, I, well, I am Katrina Stenbeck and I am the singer and writer in Kalandra. And recently I've also started doing backing vocals for Vardruna, which is super fun. Uh, so yeah, that's my two uh, main obsessions in life, I would say right now. Mm-hmm. It's all all music based. Yeah. Uh, those are some pretty cool obsessions, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> they're not they're sure. not bad, are they? They're not bad. Um, okay, before we start, you do have a very British accent for a Norwegian lady. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> I studied uh, music actually abroad in UK in Liverpool. Uh, I how, don't how have fortunate. How, how unfortunate <laughs> you, <are> you? <laughs> you wish I had a Scouse accent, lads. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I studied there for three years. I uh, had a bachelor and then I lived two more years just to sort of like get to know the local community and, and the music scene and just uh, travel around the UK a bit more. Um, yeah, so that's probably why. But I've also picked up on la- languages quite fast um, as a kid. So I think I think there could be something to it. By the way, I should warn you, uh, I have um, always had it my whole life, a bit of a stammer. So if I do that, just bear with me and don't finish my sentences. Uh, take it as an exercise in learning how to be patient. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to also just tell the viewers because you might be like, oh, well, what's going on? Is it the audio quality or is it? Something wrong with cat? Yeah, this it's me. It's all me. <laughs> so does that does that disappear when you sing? Yeah, uh, I guess that's kind of ironic. It's uh, um, yeah. Once you add melody to your words, I guess it just goes away. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, the irony is probably that it was the best way for me to kind of um, make myself heard or to, to express myself quite mm-hmm. possibly uh, through singing and music. Um, yeah, it's a bit cheesy, but I do think that there's something to it for sure. Mm-hmm. So famously, I guess for anybody who's British or saw like the earlier pop idol back in the day, there was famously um, Gareth Gates who had a terrible, really, really bad stammer um, very kind of debilitating to him, I guess. And mm. as soon as he sang, it kind of disappeared. It just mm. wasn't there. And it's always intrigued me as to 
why that why that happens yeah me too uh, i did go to therapy for a bit just to figure it out uh amongst other things uh but um i don't know it could be uh, it's a lot of theories but um if you're a nervous person or if you're a bit of a sensitive child and you get overwhelmed with probably like uh, speaking up in class well, what do you think cat and it's like <sighs> uh, and um and or like if you get yelled at as a kid uh, it could also possibly trigger it um yeah mm, there are some theories but i i i couldn't possibly say it just sort of is what it is and it comes out um it comes out in stressful situations <laughs> there we go uh but usually like i'm fine and it really helps for me to kind of put the demon on display and be like i stammer sometimes here we are and oh, then right. sort of now we chuck that out the window yeah mm. that makes sense because once <clears throat> once you've mentioned it it's not you at least then know people aren't wondering what's going on which kind of relaxes things i guess yeah and I, I i also just like i hang out with people i trust and my friends and it's i mean so usually it's not really a problem but it could be uh an issue if i were to like sit in an interview with with important people or like do a podcast <laughs> but that's <laughs> why but uh, yeah i feel really comfortable here though but uh yeah just well, to tell you, you a bit. that's because you saw the shit storm before the show. No wonder you had <laughs> Can't get any worse than that. And I felt completely at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, men you, you, you mentioned not to finish your sentences. Is that something that, that really pisses you off or does it make it worse? Uh, no, it doesn't piss me off when people get excited, you know, when they're speaking. So it's not like that. I think it's more like um, if you were silenced as a kid and you had trouble or like uh, if people were restless um, to hear you being able to express yourself and not giving you the patience that you need, then mm -hmm. it can maybe it could. I mean, I, it, it, that is at least something I can remember and it would stress me out um and i would always feel like when i spoke to people i would have to tell them right now um everything you need to know uh uh that i couldn't take my time but it's something i'm really working on in my everyday conversation that i i can really take my time and it's not i get you know it's not really my problem if people feel like it's going too slow uh or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah I, I mean yeah i haven't noticed it all you probably have a better grasp on english than i do so you're gonna hear me stutter and mess things up a lot anyway so it's um, fine we're all so in this together we are so okay the perfect let's talk let's talk about music i guess do you want to start with calandra or wardruna Calandra is uh, my baby. Vardruna is not my main project, okay. so I couldn't. I couldn't Absolutely. say it's. I'm just participating. To let's okay. Uh, let's let's start there because I feel like it'll be a shorter conversation, and we can start with I guess just what it's like to tour with a a behemoth that is Vardruna because that must be quite surreal. It is quite surreal. It is quite surreal. I, I although I had two years 
to think about it because I was I got a call from Maynard I think it was in in 2019 or like beginning of 2020 and he was like yeah we have some concerts in Norway and you know we've been uh, thinking sometimes that uh, you, you know we sometimes we travel with the various people and you know we have some singers and you're just like yeah what are you trying to say <laughs> well you know you know it could be uh you know me and lindy i've been talking and uh, maybe he, could, he could dragged nice it out with, yeah it, like it could be nice with like a second a second uh, backing singer and i was like mm-hmm yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i was on yeah just wondering you know if you've if you wanted to join for just a few concerts we'll see how it goes and i was like yeah <laughs> yes i will i mean yeah the, i can do that it sounds, okay. <laughs> it sounds like you answered quicker than he asked like he tried it out and you was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep yep and it's like it's weird though because like um i could have taken the initiative myself because i've thought about the same thing it would be nice if someone harmonized with uh lindy um, I thought about it watching YouTube uh, videos live and, and hearing them live as well. I was like, oh, it would be awesome. Like if there was just like a little choir. Um, uh, and then, but I think it made it easier to ask me since I was now on the label by Norse. Uh, so it kind of made sense. Like maybe they thought, well, we, we have someone now who can sing. Why don't we just ask her? Um uh, so I guess I guess that's that's why, and I'm super grateful to be part of it. And uh, uh, you know, my role as a singer is I do have to like switch my mind a bit because in uh, my own band, uh, it's it's a bit more like <laughs> I have to take more uh, control and focus when I'm on stage. Whilst I'm fully aware that like in Vardrana, my main goal is to sort of back up whatever. Einar and Lindy is already doing I'm just making sure that everything can like um, sits well uh, harmony wise um, so yeah it's, it's but it's really nice and it's really super nice to be part of an organized team where I don't have to organize everything I don't have to be in full control of everything like being on tour with um, Kalandra it's a completely different scenario where we've built everything ourselves from the ground up getting to know the people trying to find the team who wants to work with us and touring we did we booked tours ourselves for the past eight years and then like on the ninth year we were like i think a booking agent is finally interested <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's but that's a beautiful a beautiful journey and you know exactly what goes into it. Uh, I do yeah. want to pull it back and say, I think you're doing yourself a disservice thinking that he asked you just because you were on the label. Um, you have a you have a beautiful voice. And I think he asked you for, because you're the right person for the job, not because you were just quote unquote there, I guess. Oh yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel confident in my voice, obviously, but uh, yeah. Uh, we like gradually gotten to know each other through the years. So um maybe it felt natural to reach out is i guess is what i'm figuring uh but yeah thank you <laughs> you're welcome um okay it it sounds like obviously like is obviously your you, you said yourself it's your baby it's your it's your project um mm. let let's 
let's go on to that because I feel like that's where your your heart really lies. Yeah, well, it lies. It lies uh, with Barcelona as well, very much. Uh, but yes, Calandra. Ever, I ever start... the diplomat there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have favorites. Uh, <laughs> so I Calandra. I started in. I think I started in 2011 when I went to the UK to study music, and I was like, okay, th- this is it. If if now I'm actually studying, spending a lot of money uh going here and i have to act like there's no turning back now now i have to actually really um it, it kind of pulls your worst fears out of you like what if you fail uh but it's super important to be confronted with those fears and just sit with them and be like it's okay like i'm i can't really fail though it will only i will only learn um and i will may i might fail on my way but like it's a learning process getting me to where I want to be uh, and it's okay and uh, but I think every human being is is faced with that sort of fear of like should I follow my dreams are they too far out or should I go with something that is uh, safer easier not so much a strain on me as a uh, on and on my uh, emotions mm-hmm. um, you have to I, you have to always follow your dreams. I think it t- it takes a good, yeah. it, it takes a a big person to to actually take those steps as well. You know, I've been there with with Hans Bodin. You know, we, we I grew to a certain size and then got to a point where he was I either go full time or I carry on trying to do both and and kill myself working too much. And you've got to mm. it, t- it takes a lot to take that leap into what you want to do. Um, it and does. It takes a, takes a special person to do that because so many other people yeah. just shy away and take the easy route this but the thing is though it is it can really drain you so before I was like oh you, you have to go for your dreams but I think I was also just like trying to convince myself that this is the right way to go whereas it, the truth is was that I, I was scared too I was always scared and there is no guarantee even if you you are working towards and trying to be everything you you think you need to be in order to make it there is no guarantee um but i think what i found is that there are actually with time when once you get to a certain le- uh, level and you get to know the right people you can sort of almost like feel it that oh no it, it it's coming there there are some guarantees now if i kind of lay my cards out right um uh um but um, I guess what I was going to say before was also that um, I'm not sure if I would recommend for everyone to just follow their dreams. Uh, I should say that. I mean, de- definitely not blindly. No, but because if you to follow that dream of being a drum and bass DJ. Who knows where it would have been? <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember if we mentioned that on the main show or if it was on the bonus episode on Patreon. But Mateus has some secret drum and bass uh, awesome. We can laugh about it, but if it's serious, you should do that. Oh, no, 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 no. D- definitely not serious. <laughs> this was something I was fiddling around with 20 years ago. Like, that was, there was nothing serious about that. Maybe even <laughs> but, but I think. I think I think my point with what I was saying earlier, though, is that uh, <laughs> it can, it can, uh, to, to be faced with a no, no thanks, we don't want you. Uh, 
uh, when you're doing what you love, it can be such a freaking slap in the face that hurts so bad. And it can like go deep into the core of your soul. And you'll think that I just, I'm not, uh, I don't have what it takes and it can really ruin a human being. So you have to be very aware that people might crush you. Uh, are you prepared to that, but still sort of pursue or, or is it just too much for me? Maybe, maybe, maybe I don't want it that badly maybe it's just something i like to do as a hobby and that's fine so yeah i, I mean, think yeah it's... sorry continue no, I, <laughs> I, well now i'm just starting to ramble really i'm just talking talking but I, I think it's important to have a very serious kind of um um self-aware talk with yourself about what do i really want yeah i mean you, you like regardless of what what you're you know pursuing in terms of like your dream right you you will run into shut doors everybody yeah. has had that experience like even the most you know uh, famous accomplished um you know singers I think anything, uh, yeah. yeah writers but you don't hear you know, too much about it you, you only no. sort of see the success of someone and i yeah. will tell you in because okay uh, I sign. We signed with By North in 2020 for the the Line album with uh, uh, Calandra. But in 2017, I wrote um, uh, Simon Fullman, who's like uh, the CEO. I wrote him in 2017 because we had this EP uh, called Beneath the Breaking Waves, and I was like, "What do you think, Simon? I, I think you could be like the right man for like our music." Uh, and he was like, right, let's set up a meeting. And he saw me and I was a bit nervous. I wasn't fully sure if I believed in it. I just wanted to hear someone else say that, yeah, this is the shit. Mm -hmm. I believe in you. But mm -hmm. it, it's all on you. You can't rely on anyone to believe in you. And he saw that straight through me. And 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 uh, oh, I'm going to be vulnerable here uh, about myself. But I asked him just like tell me do you think that we have what it takes and simon sat back and in his chair looked at me and was like you tell me <laughs> and i was freaking crushed crushed i and and i was like i should never have asked that question and we did not sign he did not sign us in 2017 we were not ready i'm quite happy about it now because maybe we weren't ready uh, and in 2020 i was like oh yeah, you're. You you think you think this is the shit, huh? I think so too. But like, are you? Do you, Simon, think that this is the shit? <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, this is quite good stuff." And I'm like, "All right, then let's have a talk." <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to just tell them it's the shit, though. Um, but that's a lot of people find that tough. I think we were saying in the chat about imposter syndrome. We everybody gets it. I still get it about. The, the, this fucking podcast when we, I was doing trading at London Comic Con and somebody came around talking about the stall and I was like, oh yeah, they have a podcast. I was like, oh, so you've heard my voice quite often then. And I was like, yeah. And then um, someone else came around and was saying he, you know, they love the podcast and how he really admires everything we do, Matthias. And I was like, that's insane. You're clearly a crazy person. What do you mean? You, <laughs> you like admire me. Um, so I think everybody gets that, but you've just got to push you got to push through. And I know you say not, not everybody can chase your dreams, but not everybody can reach 
their goals or their dreams. That's just the fact of life. Life's not fair. Everybody's not not created equal. But you, you can at least try and maybe if you get knocked back like you did in 2017 some people that might be too much for and then they give up and they go and do something else and but it takes the the ones who are going to make it are the ones who keep knocking at that door until until the door gets knocked down and you see whether it's any hollywood actor any any musician even down to probably like tiktok stars or instagram models you only see the success and everybody forgets about the work that goes in before. So like you say, you, you signed with Binos in 2020. You had mm. nine years of hard graft before that. But people don't see that now. They, they listen to your albums and they think this is a really polished, great album. But they don't see the eight years of you booking your own tours and having to yeah. go through the hustle, go through the stride. And not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody's able to do that. Um, no. I th- so I think people forget the, the body of work that goes into making yeah. something and when they're like striving to get to that next level they kind of look and go oh it must have been easy for them because they just rocked up to to, to simon and were like is this the shit and he's like yeah this is the shit let's fucking do it and it's not like that i think <laughs> people was... forget that yeah yeah um yeah i had my profound moments that was a very profound moment <laughs> very i'm profound. pretty sure I... <laughs> If I were to take up my um, my passion for drum and bass again, whatever makes you happy and 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 <laughs> you feel good, do it. Yeah, no, drum and bass doesn't make me happy though. Okay, <laughs> okay then. Oh, oh, I don't oh, want to laugh in case happy. it's serious. I don't want to laugh at you in case this is like the real deal. There's nothing like, serious yeah? about it. This, this, <laughs> this is just something Dan likes to tease me with because I, I, I offhanded mentioned that I was doing that back when I was in high school. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually making. Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Like top lining vocals. Uh, like you put your vocals on top of an already finished production on EDM tracks, like dance tracks. And I used to do that whilst doing Calandra. It was like a way to make me some money mm-hmm. because I wouldn't be performing with them, but I'd be writing tracks for a lot of different people. And like when you register properly and everything, the money would like gradually come in from all these different producers. Uh, and I could just focus on my band. <laughs> right. So, but it's 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 actually it's actually I really quite like like good progressive dance music, uh, like Dead Mouse and stuff. That woo, that makes mm-hmm. me in a really happy, jolly mood, to be honest. Mm. So okay, so so it wasn't like selling your soul while doing the thing that you want to do, kind of thing. Oh no, not no, no. <laughs> I did. Hey, sometimes, sometimes you got to do that. You got to do. You got to do what you got to do to get to where yeah. you want to be. And sometimes yeah. Yeah. Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger had to make porn before he could become the Terminator, right? So they did he? Not, I did not you know did that. Not know that? <laughs> I need to find these. I need to find these videos. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I just blew everybody's mind. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't I thought it was that. common knowledge that he, he made at least one porno back in the 70s, but I'm pretty sure several oh, Fre- actually. Frederick said, wasn't it Sylvester Stallone? Maybe. I don't know. It's uh, one of them. Let's just say yeah, allegedly. Let's say both. allegedly. Let's say allegedly after just. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah there we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> this, may, this might make you feel better, Matthias. When I was younger, I used to 
get the don't the don't little, say porn don't say not porn. Porn. <laughs> not porn so i used to get the little tape recorders on the um and used to be able to record directly to them from like the radio so and i used to have like a little microphone i used to make my own little radio shows so i'd be like which is quite weird now to say i do a podcast but like i'd record the song on the radio and then stop it and then i'd do like a little introduction and, and the radio talk and then i'd record the next one and make these little <laughs> radio tapes don't know why i did it no idea why i did it probably i hope I, i'm glad they don't exist i did that too actually yeah now that you're saying it i did that too with my friends it was like a Microsoft movie maker or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did on my own in my bedroom. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you lying to me like that. But um... <laughs> okay. it's a passion. Anyway, I, so it, we... it, it was something. It was something. Okay. Yeah. So today was the, the first time I got to sit down with your with my headphones on and really listen to to both okay okay it's just this i i, I was okay. just my own shan here because we don't have shan on today and and i googled whether or not schwarzenegger did porn at this on cracked.com we have a, a headline that says schwarzenegger did a creepy soft porn travel video in 1983 so there you go wow <laughs> so there, was there we go now he's and a governor what <laughs> he was he was chase, no chase your dreams kids don't chase worry about your dreams <laughs> That's Do it. what you love. And there's a there's a bunch of uh, Pornhub and and other like porn sites which Schwarzenegger on it, but I'm afraid to click on them. So <laughs> we'll, not gonna, I, we will we will not check explore this. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I mean, hey hey. hey. Oh no, I mean hey. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Whatever floats this boat. <laughs> do whatever. Do whatever you need to do to get to where you need to be, as long as it's yep. not illegal. Um. All right. So yeah, so t- I, I got to listen to The Line and The Kingdom Two Crowns today. I listened to both back to back. I had my headphones on. I was kind of just doing work. And I yeah, I it was a very kind of profound experience for me. I, I loved it. I, I've been going through some, as I mentioned on the last podcast, I've been going through some, through some kind of personal stuff recently. And it was... I, I found it very kind of emotional listening to to your voice. I actually stopped halfway through um, the line of message and like you have a really fucking beautiful voice. Um, and like I, it was it was fun to listen to. Um, yeah, I it just all credit to to your talent. You have a you have a very good a good voice. It's it's amazing. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. So let, it, it means I mean, a lot. Good. Um, okay. So. Obviously, the the latest album is very Nordic inspired. Mm. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, it's quite di- uh, different from the the Line album, but like um, this, um, these two gaming c- companies reached out to us. Uh, I think it's Stumpy Squid and Raw Fury. Uh, they make all of these kinds of indie games, and uh, I think they had heard the cover of Helvegen and they thought. Uh, would you be able to do something similar, uh, but like without um, too much uh, vocals or like if you have vocals, which we want, but make it sort of part of the arrangement, like an instrument. Um, we need like atmospheric music for this game called Kingdom Two Crowns. And we're going to make a new world called Norselands. And it's based on Nordic uh, Norse mythology, but it'll be also a bit like Norse fantasy. 
with spells and stuff. Uh, and I thought, this is a great new challenge. We need something new to dive our heads into. Uh, um, it's a great challenge for me as well as a producer. Um, so we were like, yeah, let's let's do that. Um, and it was super fun. And I would like to do it again, but uh, it was we we've, we're not used to we were not prepared for the amount of pressure that there is in the gaming world, like deadlines and stuff. You don't you can't mm -hmm. just like take your time and feel it and, and spend time just like thinking about what does this track need? You, you, you just kind of have to like be like, go, go, go and just make the track. And uh, but it was super, super fun. Um and also the names of the tracks that are in this album are sort of based upon Nordic mythology and some is more like uh, earlier um, Norwegian folklore. Um, yeah. Did you, did you get a chance to do much research into each one for the, for the music wise for like, into like, I guess, into the mythology for each song or that is a good that's a good question because um before this i would say in with 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 how we grew up we sort of took our this norse mythology and and our folklore kind of bit for granted it's kind of like we grew up with some stories and um, i was always interested in uh archaeology and stuff like that and i'd read uh, articles about new finds uh, but I wasn't like I wasn't diving deep into uh, um, the Eldra, the um, uh, Elder Edda, and and um, and the sagas and the like um, and stuff like that until I guess I think it sort of it's weird because it's been like a gradual kind of climb where I fell in love with. Bardruna, obviously, and its music, and then decided to do a cover of Helvegen because I thought we can definitely do that. And I put my uh, vocoder on it, it'd be awesome. Uh, and then they liked what we did, and then sort of was asked to do to become a backing singer with Bardruna. I became even more into it. And then I started sewing my own clothing the old way. I took a course with like a, a reenactment woman named Astri Brida. I learned how to sew my own linen tunics uh, by hand the old way. And then we got this gaming uh, thing and it all sort of like, it was sort of like a natural process where I dive deeper and deeper into this world. Uh, and uh, because of the game also we were sort of also forced a bit to uh, to to read more uh into it and we did and it it's it's so rich it's so rich um yeah that that's why all the songs are called like Eikthirnir and Farden uh, uh yeah um <laughs> yeah it takes a grip of you doesn't it Matthias <laughs> I guess so <laughs> it, yeah it's so rich and i was kind of oblivious to the to the to the whole realm before uh but i've the main reason that i write the music in calandra is like i've always been inspired by female vocals and and folk songs from all over the world whether it's like bulgarian folk songs or uh, mongolian throat singing which i can't do but super inspired 
uh, and uh, Icelandic songs, Norwegian folk songs, uh, Scandinavian in general, uh, even even like uh, Arab uh, songs uh, and and Indian music, like the way that they use their voice has always been very inspiring. And uh, and then uh, and that's where my reference comes from but then i'm i also have three other guys with me in the band like oscar florian and and you and they also have their influences from pink floyd to tesseract to uh, gujira to um you know stuff like that so it's always like combined uh we combine everything and then recently uh the nordic culture and the north cultures become more and more uh, ingrained in our brains uh, in a way and it's in it's in influencing us um whether we mm-hmm. like it or not are you <laughs> so are you are you all based in oslo where i guess where how did you all meet did it did it start out as as your idea and then you you found the, the three other members or was it a, a collective creation i started calandra in 2011 in liverpool when I was studying okay. music, the most random place you could start a band, but I started it there. Hey, there's a lot, uh, of, a lot of musical history in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Just say but that. like, but not, but not, but not maybe for this kind of music. I don't know. No. But it, it's sort of, uh, but it was there, and that's where I met Yulgaid and Florian as well because they were studying music there as well. There, there's quite a few Norwegians there. Um, um i guess it's sort of like a melting pot for all kinds of nationalities which was uh, great for us um and um and we had several different members uh, from canada and the isle of man as well during those times and then we decided in 2015 to move away from liverpool come back to oslo um and live here in the capital because the music business is here and it's easier to travel from all over the world and Norway's our home country, uh, um, and then we and then Oscar joined a bit later in 2018, I think. He's from Sweden, okay. um, but it's like half Norwegian, half Swedish. Uh, but he speaks oh, Swedish. So, so you uh, let him in. You let him in because he's half. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's snuck, all right, brother. He snuck past. He snuck yes. past. <laughs> yeah, but like he he was so. I mean uh it was fantastic he was just the perfect right choice a very calm man with very heavy uh, beats and aggression to his drumming which was just perfect um so yeah i i'm very careful now about who i pick take into the band we are like we could expand at some point later in the mm-hmm. future but i'm very careful about who i pick like obviously they they can be good and decent musicians, but if they're not okay people and if they're not organized, if they don't know how to deal with life, um, then uh, obviously we we all have our phases. But like, I need I need um, security and stability in terms of where this, in terms of where our career is going. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say. Of course, it's if it's. The project clearly started out as your baby and it, you're very passionate about it um and it's hard to to just let anybody in they have to be people that you trust they're going to be able to take it to mm. if anybody you bring in they have to be able to take it to that next level and have the trust of, mm. of you as there's well. also 
there's also the functionality of it all, right? I mean, we all know the story of the, especially the heavy metal band in the 80s that collapsed because, uh, you know, it was made of douchebags, right? Great musicians, but douchebags. So, And then people obviously. don't talk about, people forget to talk about like who owns the song, for, for example. It's a very uncomfortable talk to have, like how many percent do I get? Uh, but it's super important to have that talk and i want to be as transparent as possible we all do and we sit down and we have like days where we sit down with that excel sheet and it's like right but why do you think you deserve 20 percent because of this and this and that and i made that remember i was there in the room and i was like okay that's a fair point let's put that down uh would you be able to share a bit more with let's say so we, we sit there and we adjust and we make things proper Yeah. make sure that everyone's sort of happy that it's all fair um well, that, that's a good point because obviously again if you bring somebody else in you got to share that money <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. they they have to at least pull their pull their weight or at least be enough to to to, to earn it because and be content I mean? to be sort of happy you know yeah the, the scandinavian It... way sort of happy <laughs> content <laughs> content hey, there's nothing wrong with being content yeah, no it's... not at all it's just i i just love how you know especially americans love to point out to us scandinavians oh this is the happiest countries in the world blah blah blah, blah. And it's like yeah we're content that's but what there's lo means. lots of suicides <laughs> there's lots of suicides as well uh, yeah and in sweden yeah. especially so i mean you could hmm But I think that could be the weather. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> when, it, when you have like five months without sunlight, like the demons just kind of get the best of you and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I grew up in Greenland, so I, I'm happy with my demons. <laughs> you know? That's kind of also what it's about, kind of accepting the sides the parts about you that are a bit dark and and not Absolutely. being scared, scared scared of your thoughts everybody everybody has their own demons you've just got to be comfortable with them or accept accept them mm. as long as they're not as long as they're nothing too bad <laughs> but we all <laughs> can I, you're, you're trying you're trying to put a backstop to like ted bundy right that that's what you're doing here. i can have some really dark stuff going through my mind just like standing in a queue like hmm <laughs> what would happen if oh, what if someone what if there was a robbery happening right now what would oh, happen? you know and how many then, times i just like <laughs> i can't believe i'm gonna say this you know how many times i've been in the queue and wondered like if there's a robbery going on and then i get to save the day Ooh, i've had that thought so many times it's an interesting thought i think uh um it says a lot about maybe like we all kind of want to be heroes in the everyday life So it's an interesting thought to have. Um, yeah. Yeah, I used mm. to have it. I used to have that a lot. Maybe not so much now I've grown up, but when I was younger, I was like, I used to always, I don't know if fantasize is the right word, but just think of, oh, well, what if this happened now and I could just, I could do this. And they, mm. would, they would never work out like that, but I always got to be the good guy there. <laughs> mm. Sometimes I think, <laughs> what if I was the robber? Hmm. Oh, you want you want oh, to be the robot? mind. Oh, it's my turn in the queue. Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you you got you got the other way. You got to be in the the bad person. See, like you're, you're building just, yourself I, up. What, whatever whatever thought comes in, I'm like, oh, what kind of thought is this? Oh, and then I just let it pass, like in uh, meditation, to just like it means nothing. It's okay. 
Let it pass. <laughs> well, that's that's reassuring though. Like I, I was seeing the situation no, of you standing in a in a line somewhere in the grocery store, like building up to robbing, and then he's like, "You could go, you can open this door or that door." Right as you walk up to the, the I cashier. think ev- I think everybody has these thoughts, but they get scared of themselves. Like, oh no, why would I think about that? Why would I fantasize about stuff like this? But it's just like it's okay. It's like you didn't choose this thought. It just came to you, maybe because of something you saw on TV yesterday. Uh, it's, well, here it's, it's okay. Here in America, they, they have this, uh, this, as I posted about on Instagram uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday, or something like that. they have this like tendency to ask you, how are you doing? What are you going to do this weekend? Blah, blah, blah. They, like, they, they have this whole conversation with you, a lot of the, the, the people behind a counter in any kind of store. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, of course, all, uh, like that throws you off immediately. It's like whatever whatever thoughts you had in your head, all of a sudden you have to like respond to something like that. And, you know, if you're an awkward Scandinavian like me and they say like, oh, you have any plans for the weekend? I would be like, no. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> probably the, the one I knew like, a barrel uh... of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We should probably start talk. Should probably talk about something else because not everyone is super comfortable with topics like these. But uh... these are these are the funnest topics, I think, because we do. You, you, no, you're so right in what you say is that we all have these thoughts, and you know whether even if they're on the the more dark side of of like us being you being the bad person in the situation and, and things just happening and you have the thoughts but nobody wants to admit them or talk about them so it's nice and it's refreshing to hear somebody be like yeah i i think it's fucked up shit sometimes and yeah we all we all do it everybody listening to this does and if you don't then you're fucking lying because we do <laughs> so let's all just let's just cut the bullshit and admit it it's very we all normal some... <laughs> it is very normal yeah <laughs> it is very normal <laughs> all right um okay future of Colangelo. where do you where do you see yourself going next are you do you see yourself doing more kind of viking themed nordics things or taking another direction or do you not know i don't think it's gonna be viking themed but i do think that there will be a bit more folk instruments okay. but i think it's going to be put in a more sort of like uh, prog setting but it's impossible to tell i don't want to like foreshadow anything i just want to be we are writing new material now and i just want it to be very free whatever comes into my mind will just come and i'll put it down on paper um um, so but i i I wouldn't like disregard the possibility that there will be some like um um norse sort of um influences in the music mm-hmm. i but but i guess the the most like um honest thing would be to say it, it, there will definitely be some sort of nordic melancholy melancholy in there mm-hmm. uh yes i think that would be more correct uh yeah i mean there's um i feel like there's a pretty big market for reimagining folk songs so we have like you know, folk songs and set in like black metal, right? That's like typical Myrkur or something like that. And we have mm. we have 
trap based folk songs like from you know bulgaria and romania and you know also from the middle east for that matter i feel like maybe if i if i can pitch something here maybe like glam rock folk songs hmm? Hmm? <laughs> you know what you're not completely off did you know oh, right. <laughs> uh did you know that uh there's a band called wigwam in Norway, and uh, <laughs> the, there are these old rockers, uh, and they have the intro song for ah, oh, what is it? It's it's this is is this like big bald guy, and he has this like a uh, TikTok dance uh, intro. Man, I should really know what it's called. It's like uh, he's like a superhero. Um, <laughs> uh, help me out here, folks. What's I'm it called? I'm the trying to look. Wigwam. Um, with, I have um, no idea. <laughs> I'll show you right now. You're on your own the, here. The the peacemaker. Well, yeah. Oh, the peacemaker. The the TV show. The, yeah, they have. Okay, the... yeah, that, okay, yeah. This has come up. Okay, Did so yesterday, really yeah, peace, yeah, so it's peacemaker, the spinoff of the new Suicide, um, Suicide Squad film. They made a peacemaker yeah. solo project, didn't they? Um, I haven't watched it yet. It looks fun. John Cena, can't ever see him. I've seen some of it. It's it's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I like shows that are a bit more like psychological, probably. And that's he's he, he's the main character is just like jumping from one action to the other without thinking, without like asking himself. Ah, maybe I'm being too judgmental now, but. Uh, it my uh your guide enjoyed it very much i was a bit like oh <laughs> he doesn't ask himself if this is like the right thing to do or not. <laughs> he just like jumps into one he just is very kind of impulsive character but i guess that is sort of the point that you that you get a bit annoyed and you hate him at first and then he's supposed to like grow and uh and then uh he, he becomes a bit more self-aware towards the end um but yeah (laughs) he needs to to sit down and think i did not sell that well anyway (laughs) from norway has the intro uh yeah you sold it honestly (laughs) you sold it honestly that's yeah yeah, that's what i can't do any yeah i guess i can't do uh, i can't fake it uh (laughs) (laughs) but um no one no one saw glam rock like having a peak at any time right now but it is kind of is yeah it's weird <laughs> hooray for glam rock um okay so i i would love it if you did more kind of nordic themed things just because i love things that are a little bit different and everything else in this scene is very loud and powerful and kind of i don't know if aggressive is the is the right word but then when you listen to to the, the the latest album that you made for the game, it's very chilled and still has mm. these, the, these themes running through it. And, it's, and that's di- I enjoy things that are just a little bit different to what everyone else is doing because yeah. because I think because Wardruna, we said it, I've said it many times on here. Uh, the Wardruna, they 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 took it to another level, and then there's so many people that kind of suck into that vacuum behind and want to follow and do what what do what they do and kind of take that path. So that the, then when you get stuff in this this the genre of it is that, that kind of is different and takes its own path. I really enjoy that. I think that's why I enjoyed listening to that 
earlier so much because it was just something so different to what you kind of expect from a Viking yeah. music, quote unquote, whatever you want to call it. We never have. Did we ever settle on a name for the genre? Mateus? It's um, it's impossible to call it Viking music because there are no um, there are no finds of notes or sheet music or um, uh, or anything really from that time. But like we can assume from what we found in the middle ages and 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 the horn obviously which is like three thousand years old that he uses in the uh, tier um we can make assumptions and but it, it's it's mainly about like using stuff you, from the past are you and thinking of the, are you thinking of the lure the lure yeah yeah oh don't uh, know they are way before yeah yeah, uh, yeah. the viking age but, but they i mean so they were probably still there uh but I mean, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, the Bronze Age, right? So, mm. so they're actually quite old. Um, but yeah, we can assume that they had probably something mm. similar. I mean, the only thing we can do is like take from what we know and create something new with it. Mm. Um, Maybe Gal- uh, the Galahus horns. I mean, they 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 don't have an end, so maybe they were used for um, making noise with who knows maybe um gathering the cattle back from the mountain back down to the farm I, well, I mean, Unless... these ones were made of gold so i don't know if that's exactly what they were oh were they oh yeah the the, the golden horns from denmark you know the mm. the ones with the eklewagastish hodias or natawido inscription you know wow Nice. <laughs> must have cool. been like a very fancy musician. Uh, it must have been a very fancy musician. That's what I'm thinking, like the Aina Selvig of the day, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's also the these mysterious rattles or whatever they are from the Olseberg uh, ship that are used in the Northmen actually in that scene in the um, where they're in the cellar underneath the temple. Um, he's okay. using it there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's it's like a couple of things, right? But I we don't a... actually know how they were used. Or... Uh, I have a question about that. I think I might yeah. have asked this before, but we can go over it again. Um, because I, I'm sure I read, and I can't remember if it was in the ship museum or not, that they would hang the beast heads from the Oseberg ship. That they would hang in the mouth those rattles, and they would be used to if they were. It was about warning off evil energies. Like if an evil energy come, the rattle would would go now i don't know if i read that there or if i mm. read it after but obviously the the, the beast heads of the other should have like the they have like a gap for where the where the mouth is where something could be threaded through i guess mm-hmm. so it's interesting uh, they have that in in is it chinese culture as well i mean but yeah it would it would with make the dragons Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like uh, ear and or in the nose or maybe in the mouth. You, what you're gonna what you're gonna see now is what happens all the time on the podcast is where Mateus shits on everything that I think is real, and then tells me <laughs> it's wrong. Um, it's a common theme. Well, the, so the basic assumption, right, that uh, making noise um, will water of evil spirits is uh, is pretty standard, right? So that that might be the interpretation that you're dealing with here. Um, obviously, the, the dragon heads on the the prow of the ship we know from mentions in Landnama book 
um, the Icelandic book of, uh, on the settlement, uh, that you have to take those off when you come within sight of Iceland so that you don't scare the Landvættir um, and, you know, the land spirits. So, so that seems to like be a, a sort of like a consistent theme that there is something about the dragon heads as like that they can scare off evil spirits or maybe also good spirits because the Landvættir are presumably good spirits or at least they're spirits you want to have be on good terms with if you are a Norwegian who is moving to Iceland right um, because they they live there and you want to live there too so what's the purpose of the heads if you why are they there if you take them off when you come to land then what's the point in having them on the uh, they so okay so i actually have a bit of a theory based on my own uh, uh phd research um about the dragon heads and that is that they they have a communicative relationship with the ocean because the ocean so this whole thing about the midgard serpent that everybody likes to talk about is nonsense it's like a cartoon interpretation that snutty stifferson came up with what we do have is some really awesome skaldic poetry that talk about the ocean in terms of a world encircling uh fish spirit of some kind that's what the midgard's ormer in the form of jormungandr actually was Jormungandr means like the great spirit or the, the the immense spirit of the world or something like that and that is what was the viking age conception of the so-called midgard serpent this this um spirit that resides in the ocean that we have to negotiate when we are uh, sailing around in our little Viking ships because these people were thinking like any other kind of people uh, back then, pre, for instance, Christianity. It's one of those systems of thought that will break those kinds of uh, place-based interpretations of your existence down. Um, and so what their main purpose was simply uh, you, you, you stand there on the beach and you're about to get into your boat and you know that uh, you're going to be sailing for a couple of weeks or something like that, and that's going to be very dangerous. But what do you want to do? Well, you want the backing of all the spirits that you can find that will help you in your pursuit. And so to bring some of them on the ship too, in the form of dragon heads that will actually um, have a communicative relationship with that great dragon that is the ocean out there, which Thor in the stories is like he he represents the human who's negotiating the interaction with the ocean you can easily see that in the earliest skaldic poems where it's not about fishing as such it's about interacting because what they all the early scouts they are actually highlighting is how he looks the dragon in the eye so he stands there by the prow the gunwale and then he you know, picks up the dragon and stares it in the eyes. And it's like uh, spewing Aether at them. And the interesting thing is that Aether can mean, it usually means poison, but it can actually also refer to a type of ice that can be pr pretty de debilitating when you're sailing around because if it, the ice accumulates on top of your ship. You can capsize. So, so there's uh, there's like this whole complex uh, that has to do with actually human interaction with spirit in the idea of dragons 
um, and ships and the ocean that we see um, sort of like basically just hinted at throughout. But when you take all of the hints and then you put them together, it's a very consistent mythology um, that they actually had. And so that is my theory on what the dragon heads are actually about, which also, you know, makes perfect sense when you realize that so many of the Viking ships were conceived of as dragons or snakes in and of themselves. Like the, the biggest, the most famous one is Ormorin Langi, the, the, the great worm, right? That uh, Olaf Tryggvason had. And um, if you've sailed a Viking ship or have you ever like, you know, had the chance to go to the prow of a Viking ship and then just start shaking it like this, you'll see that if it's built correctly, um, which you can, for instance, go to Roskilde in Denmark in the, the Viking ship museum where they're, you know, experimenting um, with building in this, the way that they built back in the Viking age, you can see that um, because of the way that the planks have been cut out of a, um, out of a tree. So they're not going to saw anything. What they do is that they, they chop them out with axes instead. So that means that they preserve all the uh, natural lines in the, uh, in the wood. And so that makes it really agile. So when you go to the prow of a Viking ship that's built correctly, you can shake it and then you'll just see it wobbling all the way down like a snake. So this it's a whole sort of like metaphorical universe that we're dealing with here that, that, that they were completely enmeshed in. And it was all because they were trying to protect their asses from drowning. <laughs> I, I like mean, that uh, analogy there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. He kn he knows a thing or two. <laughs> he's he's not just a pretty face, are you? <laughs> no, this pretty face has seen a lot of Viking ships over the years. <laughs> it uh, it's seen a lot of fucking everything to do with this stuff. Um, I had a question, but I've I've completely forgotten it. Got too excited. Oh, okay. So they. The ocean is a fucking scary thing. <laughs> that, um, so you, you can see how they must have. I'm trying to think like how to word it because, especially especially back then, going and and venturing on a ship for what three weeks must be beyond terrifying. But it's so necessary because I mean you don't really have a choice because not much grows uh, mm -hmm. in in Scandinavia. It's cold on the majority of the time. So you would either suffer where you are or you would have to venture abroad mm -hmm. to see if you could find something better. The thing about the ocean and sailing uh, that is the Scandinavian way. This is what combines all the Scandinavian countries um, and, and the entire Baltic, honestly. The ocean is the highway of the Vikings, said in sort of like a lame uh, way, you know, like this, this modern way of captioning everything. The ocean is the highway. Getting a fun image Vikings. in my head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's, that's what combines... Western Scandinavia with Iceland. It's what combines Iceland with Greenland. It's what combines 
uh, Norway with Denmark. It's what combines Sweden with Denmark and Sweden with Norway. The, the mountains are a problem. The mountains are where you, you know, you have to deal with bad weather. You can get lost in like, both in winter and summer. Um, in winter, it's of course a blizzard. In summer, it's a lot of fog and 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 rainy weather and that kind of stuff. And there are a bunch of animals there that and robbers and you know a lot of different things can happen in the mountains. Whereas in, in the if you sail, you are generally free of a lot of problems except for the waves. Honestly, that's, <laughs> but that's the only problem. Except so if you're for drowning in monster soup yeah but if you're if you're if you're a good sailor which scandinavians have always been like there's a reason that 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 you know bronze age carvings and rock are, all feature these these awesome boats it's because scandinavians have always been good at sailing that's what they do mm. that was right. that was a lot of that was actually um what you were saying there about um sailing was actually some of the inspiration i also found for the track borders it's like i'm imagining these people um hoping that the gods will save them and it's a beautiful thing but like in reality <laughs> you're on your own uh uh is is my uh cruel uh, belief anyway but it's, it's true it must be a terrifying thing to happen when you if you're out in the middle of the ocean and then the weather changes you're you're on your own and there's not you can't just get off mm. Dude, yeah, man, it's I, like who once thought gods could bring them home uh is I, this sentence yeah i i have had the uh interesting um dubious pleasure of having to sail from a storm incoming storm in a greenlandic fjord once that was um, an experience must feel <laughs> quite um powerful I mean, you know, shitting your pants inducing uh, is definitely how it feels. <laughs> well, yeah, I think when, when nature comes, there's nothing that makes you feel more insignificant because you can't stop nature when it really turns its head. Um, so, yeah, they must have had such a, a special relationship with the ocean. Do we, do we ever see, like, rituals or anything like that to, like, invoke, like, good luck or protection on the ocean or was it a case of we know what we're doing we're gonna see what happens there's a story again from the icelandic material there's a story about uh, helgi i think his name is who was like said to have converted to christianity but and then it says but every time he would go to sea he would pray to thor so there's like that like sort of like hangover of, of a pre-christian religion but it um, he he would not leave that one like like his, Thor was like the guy who was gonna save him at the ocean. Okay, so, so in my in my dumb brain or in my kind of like basic knowledge of this stuff, see, you always see depicted, particularly in, in TV shows, that like Thor is not the bad one, but like the reason for the weather being shit. So like when it's like when it's like thundering or lightning, it's like Thor's angry. So like he's almost the the creator of the of the bad weather and the and the and the bad situation. So why would you? So is it is it a case that you're praying or or, or sacrificing to Thor in a sense of please be nice to us and don't get angry, or is it a, like protect us? Because obviously they're two very different things. So if you 
you look at the the, the, the material there, there, you can go with different explanations for the image that we have of Thor today. Um, one of the explanations that is quite likely is that he actually had multiple functions depending on which portion of Scandinavia you're in. So we know from Adam of Bremen's uh, description of the temple in Uppsala that uh, Thor is like in charge of the rain and, and, and such things. And we also know that in that context, it has something to do with the fertility of crops. And we see Thor's name associated in, in south, southeastern Scandinavia, um, at least to a, to, to a reasonable degree, um, associated in place names with arable fields like Torsorker in, in Swedish. And you have a Danish Torsea, for instance, which means the same thing, that Thor's arable lands. Um, so there's something to suggest that he had that function, at least in some communities in Scandinavia. But then you go to the west and the north, and it looks like he is much more associated with storms and uh, also with the problematic aspects of the ocean. And again, this, is, this can be him as sort of a human-representing deity that negotiates the ocean, which is why the story about him fishing for the Midgard serpent is so prominent in like this is this is the myth that we have most sources on we have carved images from Sweden from Denmark uh, even from England um, where they've carved like uh, depictions of Thor fishing for the Midgard serpent and we can easily see that it's Thor he's holding a hammer and everything his foot has gone through the boat, like Snorri Sturluson tells us that it will. Um, and then we have it in like multiple versions written. We have Hemiskyla, the Eddic poem, and we have Snorri Sturluson's uh, story that most people will know um, because that's the one that's written in prose and easier to access and therefore has been transmitted uh, in popular contexts. So, so we have those like... Um, like that, this whole mythology around Thor negotiating uh, the ocean in the form of this world serpent. And in Iceland, it looks like he is interpreted very much in context of storms and also um, the uh, um, static electricity that uh, will show up in volcanic eruptions, especially the ones that, that happen in glaciers. So, um, so, so there's like a different roles depending on where he is and he seems much more violent actually in the north atlantic than he than he is in the uh southeastern parts of scandinavia mm, that, maybe because the weather is more brutal and they feel like that thor would be more aggressive there i'm thinking when they went to america and noticed how brutal the weather can be there they must have been like we shouldn't stay here. It's wrong. He's, All right. he's angry. On that note, let, let, let's wrap this up because I've got somewhere to be. Um, I've got plans. I do have oh, plans. Oh, no, he's got, he's got plans. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. no. Uh, <laughs> tough. <laughs> the, the, this, was a, this was a fun talk, though. I learned quite a bit, and I would have loved to... Uh... You are welcome back. In the future, 
Um, we will. What we'll do is we will we'll pick a topic, and Mateus can teach us all about it, and we can just join in and talk. Sit back and relax. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously this this time we're talking about you and your music. Um, but next time you can, you're welcome back, and we can we can choose a topic that maybe you're interested in, something that might even help you with with songwriting, and then we can go in that direction. I'm sure Mateus's door is always open if you ever need any help with with anything um i know i'm speaking for you mateus but i know i already know the answer <laughs> well i mean jonas has uh, has uh, had quite a lot of fun learning proto-nordic from me so <laughs> yeah yes why not someone else um yeah. Katrin. also then are you gonna get coconut bikinis oh, oh. What is, what's this about <laughs> I'm trying to get out of here. Um, <laughs> okay, so we we made a promise that if well, I made a promise. So okay, long story short, one day we recorded a podcast and I saw a coconut in the supermarket. So I was like, I'm gonna get a coconut. It'll be funny to drink coconut milk f- from a coconut on the podcast. It's like it's gonna be my thing. Um, and then I think I had whiskey after the coconut and decided that when we hit 200 patrons on. On Patreon, that I will do the episode in a coconut bikini and a grass. I'm gonna add the grass skirt just because why not? Fuck it. Um, yes. And then we hit, then we hit like 200. I well, I forgot about it. I was like, that's so far off in the future. I don't need to think about that. No one's gonna remember this. Whatever. Matthias took notes. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Matthias. It wasn't Matthias. It was everybody that listened. And then the closer oh. we got. The closer we got, the more I got reminded, and then we we got we got to like 185, and it was like, oh fuck, we're really really close. And then the last 15 kind of just seemingly happened overnight because I was like, fuck, let's make Dan wear a coconut bikini, I guess. <laughs> and so, so that's the story of the coconut bikini. And so when's this happening? Uh, <laughs> well that depends on them as soon as I can, okay so i've been busy i'm going to see if i can order one maybe for when i get back next week let's try it's aim for next week um you're gonna have to... i'll have to tune sure. in <laughs> <laughs> no no poor noah poor noah we, we, <laughs> we have noah from the history of the vikings song <laughs> so okay maybe 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 not next week we will do it okay we should we'll do it when we do an episode yes when it's just me and you. yes that's just like this on some poor guests <laughs> <laughs> yeah no let's do it on the the biggest guest we can get <laughs> imagine alexander ludwig and i'm sat here in a fucking <laughs> coconut bikini i mean you gotta do it man you know, like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Could you let people know where they can find you, your music, follow you personally or follow the band, whatever. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, you can find my music online, wherever. It's uh, K-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. Uh, Kalandra. And yeah. Or you can also, uh, so- some. I just want to clear this uh, because sometimes when I'm performing with Bardrona, uh, people tag me in as Kalandra and it's not Kalandra who's performing with Babardrana it's Katrina Stenbeck Katrina Stenbeck so I you can tag you can tag uh, my account uh, there perfect thank you <laughs> and and people can follow you on Instagram I, I yeah I think I'm Instagram. most active there I don't write much on Facebook uh, I usually just do Instagram and I've sort of given a bit up on Twitter 
so yeah uh okay so yeah instagram go follow on instagram listen listen to the the music um it is very good i enjoy it uh Mateus, where can people find you they can find me on instagram i still have an account there <laughs> why do you look so depressed when you say that i i because social media just makes me depressed man <laughs> then then you don't have to don't do anything that's, that doesn't that's... make you no feel everybody follow that's, that's true but I, I i i i do like people's snarky comments though they they they, they do make make good snarky wind comments. you up in a good way yes. <laughs> uh, you, you need to see keep some public presence yeah i guess so I for guess me so. just for, for me for you just for, for you me. Yes. <laughs> all right you can you can follow me daniel and scott Aaron one or at horns of odin um if you enjoy the podcast please leave us a five-star rating and a positive review wherever you um listen to the podcast because it makes my day when i get to read the good ones it makes me really sad when i read the bad ones uh, so don't leave those um you can support us on patreon i think we're, we 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 got past 200 so the next goal is going to be 250 we said that when we hit 250 me Mateus, and jonas lorenson are going to go do a live episode in iceland if people want to come and watch we're going to sort that out but that should be that should be good fun because i think iceland's the closest kind of midway point i guess for for mm. all three of us not I mean, really it's, midway it's twice the, the travel time for me but still yeah it is it is but it's <laughs> it's also fitting yes it is fitting it is fitting but no coconut bikinis. No. Oh, 300. 300. 300. 300. All all three of us are in fucking coconut bikinis. That's. (laughs) You can't back out. You're going to piss people off. They came here for the coconut bikinis. I don't back out on anything. (laughs) Next time it's. uh, (laughs) Banana skirts. (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm getting a grass skirt. If I'm doing it, I'm doing it. I'm all in. Um, okay. Um, yeah. If you if you can, please please support on Patreon. It's the price of buying me and Mateus a cup of coffee. We we're gonna introduce some new kind of educational aspects to it as well over the the upcoming month. And we we do try to get a bonus episode every week. We've been a little all over the place with things that have been going on for me and both for both me and Mateus. But we're getting back to that. Jonas will be back on do the story time hopefully next week which are well worth the subscription alone. But there's a back catalogue of extra episodes on there you can listen to and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and everywhere else at Non-Mythology Podcast. There we go. That's the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a, a lot of fun. Thank you for having me.